You know, when you're a cancer patient, there's always the risk that even though they catch it, grab it, cut it out, radiate you, chemotherapy you, whatever they do to you, that it'll still come back. And with the kind of cancer that I have, it is chronic, which means it never goes away. It's always there hovering right above my hairline, like a heavy weight on the top of my head. But when you're in remission for 20 months, 22 months, you feel like you're on top of the world and you forget about it. But I've gone through it five times now. Five times. I've had chemo three times and I've used chemo pills twice. But I'm still here. And it's nothing that I didn't expect. I knew that it was going to come back. I didn't see my daughter having cancer coming. That one sort of hit me square in the middle of my forehead. So while worrying about her and trying to help as best I can, I didn't know that I was sick again, which I've recently told you that my cancer came back. In different organs, even though it's called ovarian cancer. My numbers were sky high. They have never been as high as they were, which scared me pretty badly enough to say, okay, yes, I will do chemo again. I just can't live through the losing your hair thing again. It was just too much anxiety, too much stress. I don't know what it does to women. Some women are better than others. Like my daughter handled it like a pro. She wears her short hair like it's a trophy. And me, on the other hand, maybe it's just my generation or maybe we just think differently at our age. I just don't have the wherewithal to go through that again. So they found me another chemo cocktail, as they call it. And I started it almost three weeks ago. I went today to have lab work to see if that number dropped. Because the lower the number, the better you are. And guess what? It dropped five. 100 points. That should show you how high that number was in the first place. My normal number was in the 30s. I was up around 900. So even now my math is off. Let's see, 900 minus blah, blah, blah. I got to 300 something today. Oh my God, what a sense of relief. I just wanted to share it with you. And in the middle of everything, I'm planning on moving to a different state, setting up a different studio, transferring to a different hospital with new doctors. And I did all of this while I still didn't know if the chemo was working. So imagine my state of mind today as I am being lifted off the ground with what feels like helium. I am in the greatest place right now. I'm happy. I see the light. You know that light at the end of the tunnel. I feel the word hope hovering above my head. Finally, I'm okay. I'm not as anxious as I've been, and I feel like I'm on the right track. And we'll see. Oof, what a relief. But to go along with all of this, do you know how stressful it is to move at our age? I mean, seriously. Looking online, trying to match numbers in other words, the cost of the house versus the HOA versus the taxes. Is it worth it? How do you juggle the three together to make them work? How do you find the square footage to accommodate three bedrooms, at least 2,000 square feet, because I'm living in a 25, 2,600 square foot now. How do I downsize to 13 or 1,400 square feet? It's impossible. 
I'd feel like a sardine. And I need three bedrooms, one for me, one for if my kids come to see me, and one for my studio. Then that brings up the next thing. I have to rebuild an entire studio. This is not anything that anyone that is in the middle of going through chemo should be doing. But I don't belong here. This is not home. I don't feel comfortable. Did you ever feel that way? All of a sudden, you just don't belong. And it's not all of a sudden. I've been this way for years now. I just feel like this city has not been good to me. Relationship-wise, health-wise, it has not done me justice. Work, fantastic. Couldn't ask for better. But I could do that from anywhere, and that is my goal. I've got a girlfriend down there who's helping me. She's got me lined up with a couple realtors, and they are sending me examples of places that I can be. I just put my house on the market today. And man, I have already packed up all the knickknacks and all the things that matter to me. I've got four boxes stacked in my garage. Tell me I'm not a motivated seller. Seriously. It's not easy. I keep saying it, but I keep reminding myself that I'm determined. And once I make my mind up, that's it. That's who I am. I follow through. Remember, say what you mean, mean what you say. But the other factor is, I really can't date because if I go out with somebody and I find somebody that I like, now what? And I certainly don't want to do it to him. If he likes me, I'm leaving. So I'm stuck here for the next two weeks. I'm leaving on the 30th to go look around, find my hot spots, see my girlfriend. I'm traveling with my dogs, which is always a treat. And that's my plan. My girlfriend and I have known each other since we were 20 years old. We were roommates. I met her in Miami, where I had just picked up and moved, stuffed my car with everything I had, got a job as a waitress, lied, of course, and said I had all the experience in the world. She, being a waitress, saw me struggling and pulled me into the bathroom, into a stall, and said, look... I know you've never done this before. She says, you might be able to fool everybody else. Now, this is when we're 20. And then she proceeded to dip her finger into a vial of Coke and said, here, sniff this. <laughs> Listen, every one of us has to have tried something at one point or another in our lives. And I did it. Why not? I'm always the type that tries new things. And it helped. I became like the best waitress for a couple hours. Before you knew it, I was dancing through the dance floor with the tray above my head, but we became fast friends. She'd stay with me, I'd stay with her, until I finally felt like I got to get out of here because I got too involved in the recreational end of things, and I thought I might kill myself. So I packed up my stuff, I went back to Pittsburgh, which is where I was born and raised, stayed for a year, and then moved to New York with a boyfriend which was not one of my smarter decisions. And if I think about it, I wonder about you, actually, but my decisions have not been that great when it comes to men. I love them, but they're just not good for me. I'm sure you understand. There's got to have been one skeleton in your closet that you could say the same thing about. Anyway, she got to that point herself while living in Florida, called me and said, Robbie... Can I please come live with you? 
I think I'm in the same position you were in and I need to get the hell out fast. I said, come. And we wound up being roommates for five or six years, stayed friends for a long time. And now it's time for me to go back to her. She's back in Florida. And that's what I'm doing. I have no family here. I really have very few friends here. There's nothing to keep me here. The traveling should be a grand joy. These two dogs make me nuts. But if I could, I'd get my broom and attach them to the back and fly that way. But it's not happening. But it's close because American has not treated me very well. <laughs> not that I blame them. I just don't want to be thrown off the plane. I'm going to have to sedate this dog. Anyway, that's the latest. Today, I go back for a second round of chemo, which means the next few days I'm going to be living in hell. But that's okay, because I know now that it ends. It does end, and it's working. And that's all that matters. I'll take the hell just to get to the so-called heaven on the other side. And I'm not talking heaven above. I'm talking just a great quality of life. Nothing better than having hope on your side with regard to anything. So if you are in the middle of any kind of medical crisis, stay on top of it. Don't let your doctors put you off saying, well, we don't have an available appointment for the next two weeks. You make it your business to say to that doctor, I am paying for your salary. Squeeze me in somewhere or find me another doctor with another opening that's within your clinic. It doesn't matter if you see your particular doctor, just be seen. And if there's an MRI that's needed or any kind of medicine that's needed, don't let anybody put you off. No, you're the one in charge. Do it. Don't be afraid that they're going to look at you and say, oh, she's so mean. Who gives a shit if you're mean? Your life is what matters most. They work for you. And while I've got your attention here for a second, don't forget your mammograms and don't forget your yearlies. Please, you've got to be proactive because I love you and I want you to be okay. I'll keep it short and sweet because I am heading off to chemo and... I've still got some work to get done. Don't forget to push that little subscribe button right there on iTunes or any podcast you're listening to. Whatever platform, just click subscribe. And then every week I'll just show right up. It's like a little notification to say, hi, I'm here. If you'd care to listen, go to my website, sugarmom.net. Pick up my book. I bet you'd love it. In fact, secretly, I bet you'd relate, especially if you have kids. You'll see once you start reading. Sugarmom.net. If ever you want to talk to me personally, email me at robinmarshallsugarmom at gmail.com. I always answer, and it's very private. Leave me a review if you don't mind. It seems to have become the way of the world today. We aren't anybody without reviews. It's Robin Marshall. Always a pleasure talking with you, specifically you. Much love, Sugar Mom. Hey.